This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Murder Incorporated, reminding you they now feature Rent-A-Basement. In case you can't afford your own torture-slash-murder room, now you can just rent. Murder Incorporated. Kill to win. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to World of Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that's on a, a little camcorder. We're going <laughs> to die in it. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about found footage horror films. And um, I've, I've honestly been waiting a little while to like talk about this one because I think there is something to be told about like found footage films for Please horror. tell me. Well, you know. To be told. They're, they're films. They are movies. Found <laughs> with footage on them. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, no, but I, I do think like it was, because like I've said before, like this was kind of like this little like niche thing that I would do like for a, a good like two years where it's like I only really wanted to watch like found footage horror films. Yeah. Um, I found them to be in the right way. They could be really compelling. They could be really realistic. Um, and then on the other end where if they were bad at least they were kind of like somewhat fun in a sense yeah i usually have i usually have somewhat of a fun time no matter what with a found footage film mm-hmm. uh similar to what i was talking about anthologies in, yes. in our one episode where no matter what i usually get excited about an anthology mm-hmm. There, uh, there's always at least one that you're like, I love this one. Yeah, there's always a little bit of excitement that I that I have about a found footage film. I don't know why, um, but every time I hear like, oh, it's a found footage movie, I, I get like, oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, I, yeah. I, get, I get a little <laughs> bit more intrigued like, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do. I really love found footage films. Yeah. So the reason that I picked this, too, is like there there are like some interesting things that you can do with like a found footage film. Um more so than anything, I think it's a very creative way to create the atmosphere of horror. Um, mainly, like, how we were talking in Creep in the last episode. It's like, you're there with the characters. Like, you're there experiencing everything else. It's not so much like a normal horror movie where it's like, you get to see scenes and, like, characters, like, looking on at, like, different, like, other characters and, like, talking. And, like, you're, you're really just kind of, like, a fly on the wall in it. This found footage films like they they feel like you're right there a part of the characters like you're there with them experiencing everything that's going on yeah and i think that is a creative way to create horror yeah because it it, it doesn't feel there's no separation mm-hmm. um because obviously a lot of films filmed in a traditional way uh they they it's like oh okay there's a lighting crew and there's there's, you know, uh, a very specific camera angles and weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all of these, like, direction and, 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 and it's like, okay, I feel like there's cinematographers and, mm-hmm. and whatever. There's all of those elements of, of a traditional film that found footage kind of... And while, yes, there is there are those elements yes. in a found footage film, it just feels less like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's shot in a way that doesn't make it seem like there is all of that happening. So there is that kind of like separation um, in a normal film that I think a found footage film doesn't have because at the end of the day, found footage is supposed to feel as realistic, hopefully. Yes. Like a good, the good ones, right, mm-hmm. are like supposed to be feel very, very realistic. Um, and the idea of it being like, oh, just in somebody's home or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, and the home is 
a normal home. It's not this like cinematic yes. home, right? It's like a normal house. Yeah, like that element of it really kind of I think draws you in a bit more than yeah. a traditional film can. Exactly. Sometimes. And then even even too like the biggest thing going for them too is the budget for it is like so much less. Like you're not spending as much to make these films and then in a sense where it's like if they do well, you make quadruple the money back yeah so like a normal like rounding out like averagely for like a normal horror film would be anywhere from like 43 267 million dollars to make uh 43 million to 167 million like a like a blockbuster-esque one okay like a, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. michael like a halloween like an a yeah. alien type right. situation a average found footage film can be made anywhere from 10 grand five hundred dollars yeah to fifteen thousand dollars yeah like the pricing on that is is insane yep it's like yes like i've never really seen like a i guess maybe the closest one but it's still shit was the visit by m night Shyamalan. the visit is not shit the visit is fun it is fun it's horrible bullshit get out of my studio it's one of the worst found footage films (laughs) no it's not man the twist is okay no man it's it the visit is fun no it's not i wanted it to be cool it it is cool the best thing about it was hey get in the oven no (laughs) what i can't believe it that was a nice Shyamalan's like kind of comeback movie yeah and it's the like reason it. as to why he was able to get like split and shit greenlit yeah I didn't like it but anyways I that disagree. that's like the closest thing to like a high budget like found footage film that I can think of but like most of the time you can make it for like almost dirt cheap because you're literally using like two to three camcorders yeah and that's it you, you need a location and then boom you got it unless of course you're doing something involving like some type of fake alien or monster situation. But like I mentioned in the last one, it's kind of weird. Like if you really think about it, like nine times out of 10, like most um, found footage films are like some kind of like possession or like demonic setting. To yeah. It. Most, uh, mo- I mean, most found footage films are horror. Like you you come to think about it. There are no like the rom-com found. Well, footage. Yeah. Like Chronicle <laughs> is like the only one that I can think of. That's not Chronicle really. super eight. Uh, mm. It's like more alien than horror. Yeah. Uh, Super 8 was kind of fun. Like those kids. Yes. Going around. That that, that was kind of fun. Uh, yeah. Chronicle is not horror, I guess. It has a horror element yeah. to it, but like it's still not horror. No. Yeah, definitely not. Mm. But they're, they're definitely when for whatever reason, horror is always going to be like the go to. And I think that's smart because it's like it, it really plays on like this intimate setting where it's like you can yeah. get a scare out of it. Mm-hmm. I will say they do rely on jump scares a lot but that's kind of like the point it's like you found footage is like the only horror genre that i think like can get away with giving me jump scares mainly because it's like it's a little bit harder to build that tension with like a camcorder especially to like when you have to think of the idea of like okay how do we cut in between scenes it's like you're shutting off the camera for a little bit and then coming back Right. So it's like you're going to need jump scares in order to kind of like get something going in the fact of like here's an actual horror element. Not to say that like there aren't ones that can do it without it. I think honestly speaking and I want to kind of get your gauge on it too of like some underrated found footage films. Yeah. Um, But I think ones that like do it pretty well of like just creating like an atmosphere 
even though it's a little dated at this point, Blair Witch Project. The OG. Yes. It it is the gold of, standard. It is a little <laughs> bit the gold. I mean, there have been ones that like have been better that come out, but like it is kind of like the original in the sense of like this is what found footage horror can be. Yeah. And I think if nothing else, it builds that tension in a way that doesn't need jump scares. Yeah. Because it's literally just three friends walking around in the woods, getting lost, seeing like these demonic things, seeing like this witchcraft taking place, like the tongue on the rock. Yeah. That's that's good horror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Other than that, just, I yeah, I, I get it. No, I like the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I have no problems with it. Uh the original I'm speaking of, of course. Yeah, the second one is trash. And then the remake uh, yes. was also trash. But I will say I did appreciate I remember when they when they did do the remake of Blair Witch. Uh mm-hmm. I don't remember what theater I went to, but uh we went to the theater and they had like the the stick figures that that mm. are in the thing they had them in the the theater like above the door and stuff and i oh, was that's like cool. ah, this is pretty fun yeah uh and then the movie was garbage yeah <laughs> uh, but um no i like the blair witch i think the blair witch is is what what i said about in creep where it's like it's probably the most realistic one mm-hmm. of the most realistic found footage movies that 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 uh that that you, that you find um because it's more about people just going insane and turning on each other yeah um and the idea of the blair witch and if if she's real and i mean it, clearly she's real like yes. the, the whole element of like hearing the noises at night and then mm-hmm. waking up and there's these baskets and things mm-hmm. are hanging around and like how did this happen and and all of that and the whole idea of like oh we've been going this way how did we end up back to where where yeah. we where we left from all of those elements are really cool and very psychological um but I will say that again, if you if you've never seen the Blair Witch Project, and you are you know a 20, 30, 40 something year old who has watched horror films your entire life, and you somehow managed to never see it, I will think I do think that you're probably going to be slightly underwhelmed by the Blair Witch. Yes, because you don't the the biggest like shock value to it is like that. I don't even think it's the witch. I think it's just like somebody standing in the corner. There and is they, no witch. Yeah. You never actually see a witch yeah. uh, in the film. Um, the ending of the Blair Witch is the friends finding the house and then somebody standing in the corner and then it, it appears like they get hit over the head with something and then it just goes black. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like you never get a witch. You never get really anybody dying, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Um, but there is this element of, OK, yeah, I mean, if we did see a witch, if we did see a tradition, at least like in a traditional sense. Right. Yeah. Like it. It would have it would have lost you a little bit. I exactly, think. it would have felt less realistic in yeah. a sense. Um, uh, the other one that I think like plays a really good part in being like a very very realistic setting for it is the Poughkeepsie tapes. Poughkeepsie um, tapes is good. To uncomfortably us, good. Yeah, to mm-hmm. us who are kind of in that area, almost. I remember when it first came out, it was kind of like again like the Blair Witch Project, where it's like, is this real? Is this fake? Yeah. Like, because it, it plays so well on just being, like, a documentary. Yeah. And it plays so well on, like, literally having, like, just police officers, like, being, like, I was reviewing the tapes and my wife came in and accidentally saw it and then she won't let me touch her for, like, weeks now. Yeah. And it's, like, stuff like that and then intersplicing in, like, the murderer, like, actually doing the deeds. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then that kind of bone chilling towards the end of like the girl that escaped that kind of like had Stockholm syndrome with him. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, that was a rough one. It's the whole fucking movie is pretty rough, yeah. honestly. <laughs> but it creates this very realistic setting to it. Um, the only other one too that I haven't gotten the chance to see yet, but I've heard nothing but like great things about it, is uh, Lake Mungo. Hey, man, that's my favorite one. Is it? Yeah, I've to- I told you this. Oh. Uh, you haven't. I'm, told me I'm the one who's been telling you about Lake Mungo. You haven't been You're, telling me nobody, about. Nobody else has ever told you about Lake Mungo <laughs> except for me. No, nah, that's not true. Uh, Lake Mungo for me is like, like to me, like some people say Blair Witch is like you know the mm-hmm. gold standard. For me, Lake Mungo is like the the honestly, man. I've said I think I said this when I when I when I was speaking about it on the podcast one time, mm-hmm. but it is genuinely like the scariest film I think I've ever seen. Mm. Because uh, I, I did watch, like, the interview with the mom, like, talking and, like, just feeling, like, heartbroken. Yeah. And it feels like it's just real. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's not, like, again, it's not scary in the traditional sense of, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, terrified of all these jump scares and all of that stuff. Like, that's not what it is. And there's no, like, there is some really, like, creepy imagery that, that, that does uh, end up showing itself later, mm-hmm. but... The story is so compelling and and the ending of like everything that you that you've learned about what this movie movie is about and like the girl that's gone missing or or or, or, or dies mm-hmm. and and the ending of the movie and what it all means is so unsettling. And the fact that like I was able to show this film to my girlfriend's mom <laughs> and the mom was like, this is especially for her because she was like, I've had an experience like this Mm. and like that even heightened it even more for her. Mm -hmm. It's so freaky. It's so freaky. We should have done like Mungo this year. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, Mm -hmm. but maybe we'll still do it this year. Maybe we'll do that for our Christmas special. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is a cheerful film. (laughs) It really is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I love like Mungo. I think it's, in my opinion, it's my favorite. One underrated one. Sorry, I was going to say, I I do think, because I've seen the poster. It's a horrible poster for Lake Mungo. It's literally, it's a movie that would look like it was made for $8. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a movie that. The guy, the guy who made the film, it was his only movie that he ever made. He's got no other credits mm. for anything. He wrote and directed it, and then fucking fell off the place of the, <laughs> off the face of the earth. Like he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's out there, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> somewhere, reach out to us, email us, do something because I would love to talk to you about Lake Mungo. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the guy fucking made the movie and then just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie though that I really appreciate that was. Kind of like during that era of like found footage fatigue for yes. me personally uh, was what year was it? So this this movie came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm getting tired of this now. Uh, but there was a movie that I expect. <coughs> Sorry, I swallowed water too. Go on. <laughs> There is a movie that I especially, um, w- like, I was prone to hate it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, I'm not going to like this movie at all. So I am not a big fan of what they're doing now, really, with, like, the whole, they're like, oh, we're trying to modernize found footage. So it's yeah. like, oh, the whole thing is through a computer screen. Mm. And it's like through a Zoom chat or through a Skype oh, call. Right, right. Those I hate. But there is one that was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie called Searching. Yes. And yes. searching, I don't know. I feel like it's got the guy from Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah, John Cho. Yes. Uh 
very very good Mm -hmm. and it 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 does take place like or it is shot kind of via computer screens and whatnot but Mm -hmm. it's done in the the story is actually just so good that uh i I didn't really mind that whole aspect of it and it does they they do use it to it to their to their advantage Mm -hmm. um but the whole idea of like oh the skype chat is haunted and like my computer is haunted like that's fucking stupid yes because there's been like two other ones that have tried to do that too and i'm just like "Ah, yeah so did you ever see searching no, but I, I saw, like, little bits and pieces of it where it's like, oh, okay, this is what it's about. And then I saw, like, it's mostly on Skype chat, and I was like, ah, it's it, not. The- I, pr- I promise you, <clears throat> and it's not like a haunting. It's not like mm-hmm. a traditional haunting one. It, it's, it's really good. I would um, I would recommend searching a lot. Uh, one that I also wanted to talk about, too, that, like, I feel just in the the sense of, like, the premise of it is scary enough that, like, works for a found footage film. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen The House October Built. Yes, I have. Very, very good. Like, yeah. I, I didn't like the second one, but I think it was smart in the idea that, like, you have these group of people that go to Haunted House, like, like during Halloween time, they go to, like, the Haunted House showings, like how we have, like, Headless Horsemen. Right. And just film it and then be like, oh, like, because you're getting natural scares just from going through the haunted houses right. and getting people jumping out at you. Yeah. So you're already unsettled. And then you build on top of this this story of, oh, there's like a specific haunted house thing that you can go to that's like so underground. That's like so like like evil, basically, because yeah. it's like it's they have those ones where it's like they can like touch you. They can like throw you in like a, a coffin. They can like tie you up. And that's not really for me. Yeah, I en- I enjoy the fact of like going to them and being like, "You can't touch me," so this isn't scary. The second that you can touch me, I'm like, I'm gonna start swinging. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't touch me. Yeah. But the idea of like these people traveling to try and find it, and then it turns out that like it's literally just them going to get murdered. Yeah, yeah. I think was a smart idea how mm-hmm. to play it. Yeah, uh, I love. Uh, it just left my brain. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I got to. F- um, oh, as above, so below. Yes, that was one that I wanted to talk about. Like as above, so below is honestly like a very fun mm-hmm. uh, little fucking horror movie that, that like I think has some really great visuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember watching it with my girlfriend and just being like, I am enjoying this way more yes. than I should be. <laughs> like that was the resurgence for found footage for me. Because, like, you have that, like, how The Descent did with, like, that claustrophobia feeling to mm-hmm. it on top of adding in, like, this kind of religious demonic aspect to it of, yeah. like, going underneath the tunnels of, like, France or something. Yeah, they were in the catacombs treasure. of France. Yeah, to try and find Dude, treasure. the fucking piano scene mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, he's like, I, we used to have this, like, I used to have a piano just like this uh, at my house when we were growing up. And like this cord was always messed up, and he's running his fucking hands over, it, and then he gets that cord, and it's and it's broken. Yep. And like the, the he just like stops. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect. The, the car, car being on fire. Yes. Car on fire. The phone down there. Mm-hmm. All of that. All of those elements are fucking great. If you've never seen As Above, So Below, highly recommend yes. that as a found footage film. And even too like the ending of coming out the other side. Yeah. Yep. It, it was very, very cool where it's yeah. like it literally was that they came out like 20 feet away from where they started. Yeah. Have you ever seen the um, I believe the original one was in Spanish and they remade yes. it in English. Yeah. I only saw the English one, unfortunately. Uh, Record or wreck. Oh, wreck. Yes. So wreck. Oh, wait, what movie, what movie were you talking about? I, I thought you meant like as above. So oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yes. Wreck. Wreck 
I think fuck quarantine. Yes, fuck quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. Yeah. We horrible voice acting for it. Wreck is fucking scary. Is probably one of the best found footage films ever made. Wow. I I can honestly wow. say that. I can honestly say that Wreck is one of the best found footage f- films ever made. Like the the idea, the premise of like oh these like I think they're what like students or like they're they're trying to get into like um investigative journalism or something like that and like they follow like firefighters to go deal with like an issue at a at an apartment building and then getting quarantined in there because like there's some disease that's going on and then it's kind of just literally zombies yeah but like it's done in such a cool way like when when the one girl falls from like the staircase down yeah yeah it's so well done yep and it creates like such a cool experience for it. it it's one of the best ones that I've gotten to see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. I like the first VHS. Yeah. I didn't really love the second one. And I think they just did a new one last year. Yeah. They did one. 1994. Well, I think they're I working on that. one now of like 1998. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we also have to kind of tip our hat, of course, to while Blair Witch was kind of like the OG. Um, Paranormal activity was yes. kind of like the one that fucking so, started like flood, like open the floodgates. Yes. Like that was our generation's like Blair Witch. Yeah. I will say the first one is good. The first one is good. I, like I don't it. care what anybody <laughs> says. I do Fuck like, you if you don't like it. And and I know there's two different endings to it. Yeah. Where it's like it's either that like you just get the empty room and hear screaming or you get like the, the husband like being pushed up against the wall and then the girl coming up to the camera. Yeah. Either one works for me. I'm fine. I, with I it. think it does a very good job of like keeping it subtle up until the end. Yeah. And I think that at that time people wanted more and I think it was just like it, they, they held restraint enough that like we don't need to give them everything yet. Yeah. That was the era of what we were talking about where I was like, actually barbarian did this. And mm-hmm. it was the first time I've seen it in so long was the recording of the audience reacting to the yes. movie. And it was like, you know, like that night vision green mm-hmm. and you're like, you're watching the audience and like the paranormal activity. I remember that. I remember that being like the trailer yes. was, the, it was simply just yes. the reaction of the audience. And I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. You, you kind of are just like, star-stricken in the fact that like you don't know what the idea is but you have to just go see it because this is how people are reacting yeah lo and behold they got 20 fucking sequels to it which ruined it one after another yeah that's the thing that happens you know Mm -hmm. when a movie is so successful like that it's like okay they're gonna here comes the sequel here comes the here comes the trilogy here comes eight of them. Here comes ten of them. I know. <laughs> it literally is that too. It, yeah. Like I've lost count at like what they're at. I yeah. think I think the last exorcism is somehow like intertwined in that. I don't remember. I don't know. Um the last one that I wanted to talk about too, very, very like niche. I don't know anybody that's ever heard of it. Um, The Bay. I don't know the Bay. Uh it was like this cool little found footage film where it's like these like it's basically just like a family going to like this small town by uh, the ocean for like their I think it's like July 4th like um, weekend and like it's just like a bunch of people having a good time and then there's like some bacteria infection that's like killing off all the fish and then you you see like just this random woman like come out and be like I need a doctor and like she's covered in like boils and everything like that mm-hmm. um, and then it turns out that there's like this infective like parasite in the water in the water but also is like now inside like other people and kind of like eating them from the inside out like you have Mm -hmm. like this really great scene of like 
towards the end of like this older man like on basically like a video chat with a doctor is like i don't know what this is like can you tell me if this is normal or not and it's like you hear like the little ticking of like a a bug almost inside of him yes and it's it's like pushing through yeah yeah so it's that always bothers me like when when it's like on the inside you can see like mm -hmm. the skin moving that's like gross it's not great but like i've never heard anybody talk about it and it actually is like something different for found footage yeah um there's also one that i haven't gotten to see yet but i heard is amazing the borderlands um it's like a priest and like a couple other like religious people like go to this cathedral or something to investigate air quotes a miracle and then it turns out to be demon always yeah i heard the last 20 minutes are fucking nuts so that's probably what i'm checking out today i might might check that out too Mm -hmm. that sounds fun what was that called the borderlands the borderlands Mm -hmm. remind me before i leave okay um all right cool so yeah yeah, um but that all being said i mean found footage man i Mm -hmm. love it uh i think there if i mean like what, kind of what we were talking about in uh, the the episode that I had where it's like exploring themes in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a, like if you really want to be a filmmaker and you want to actually like get into in, into the movie industry, mm-hmm. um, probably the easiest thing to do is a we, we discussed horror movie, right? Horror yeah. movie tends to be the easiest and 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 most um, entry level um, genre to, to do. And found footage, like getting you can you can really hide a lot of flaws and and you can kind of just be like yeah it's shitty but it's a found footage movie so it, like the shittiness of it sort of you know um is a charm of it yeah um i don't mean like the story being shitty i just mean like the the actual like look of the film and whatever all of that all of those elements don't need to be perfect because mm-hmm. it's found footage it's yeah. supposed to it's not supposed, it's to, supposed to be perfect it's supposed to look like it's dungy dirty like it's literally just anybody taking a camcorder and right. going out and doing this. Yeah, so uh, if, you, if that's like a genuine interest of yours and you actually want to make a movie, I would recommend maybe potentially thinking about going that route first. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you did it as like a short film, you know, like 30 minutes, yeah. uh, whatever it is, just to just to get your feet wet. Um, it's a great entry level, it's a great entry level um, thing and, you know, you never know what can happen. I mean, they yeah. make so much fucking money. And uh, like I said, like it's almost dirt cheap to make. Yeah make it for 500 bucks Mm -hmm. apparently yeah (laughs) Uh, so that's it's fun and uh again i get excited when i when i hear a found footage movie i get i get more excited about a found footage film than i probably should Mm -hmm. i don't know why i i always tend to like them like again i had that phase where it's like you know pretty much from like 2008 to like 2012 i want to say like i was just like super into them and then yeah like you i started getting that fatigue i was like okay everybody's making a found footage film now. Yeah. I don't need to see anymore, but I always still want to like check one out, especially this time of year. Like, I just think that like there's an abundance of them Mm -hmm. that a good portion of them are bad, but like there's way more that are good that nobody's ever talked about because they're kind of that underrated found footage style. Yes. So that's all I got to say about that. Zach, now that I've stole your recommendation, yeah, you stole mine. So have you thought of another one? I have, another um, <laughs> plan, backup plan yeah, b I, I did have a backup just in case something told me too i was like i'm gonna have a backup just in case of something today yeah um so like you with uh cabinet of curiosity on netflix there was another netflix series that i was starting to watch i'm about like th- halfway through the show um the show is called 28 days haunted and it's it's kind of like that uh, like a ghost hunters type situation of like paranormal investigators. Oh, um, and but I guess it's it kind of scripted wor- or it's real. It's well, real, re- like yeah, know, quote unquote, quote real. unquote. Yeah, um, 
and it kind of goes hand in hand with the found footage thing then but um i've been watching it and nine times out of ten i think these things are like bogus yeah like they're they're fake as yeah, fuck yeah. um it doesn't feel as fake with this one mm. um and the main reason why is because there's three teams that go to like three of the most haunted places in the world um and they're all backed by the company of um i forgot their names but the the couple that was in the conjuring that actually were paranormal investigators ed and lorraine warren thank you um their son owns a company for paranormal investigation gotcha. going based off of like how they would do it and these people work for him so they're in these three different places and it's like maybe it's like two three people in there and the idea is that it's just them with cameras they're locked in there for 28 days and the idea is that like ed and lorraine had this thought that like as you continue to stay in a spot with paranormal activity the veil becomes less and less so you actually get more contact with them than you would with like all these other shows of like ghost hunters I'm there for six hours yeah or one night whatever. exactly yeah, yeah. where you don't get like anything from them yeah so the idea of that is actually a little interesting of like okay you can get more out of it yeah um and I haven't gotten to the point yet where it's like there's something like crazy, crazy, but the trailers show like something crazy happens. Of course. Yes. But you do get stuff where it's like, oh, one singular light is like uh, swaying back and forth and like a shadow that goes by. And it's like part of me has been trained to think that this is bullshit, but like it is supposed to be just like these two, three people. Listen, in there. man, like if you're if you're like a fan of ghost like hunting uh, shows like that's fine like yeah they're fun like yes. i mean yeah they might they might not be real and whatever but they are just kind of fun to just be like all right like let's see if like whatever like yeah. there, there, there is a fun element um that guy uh on you those two guys on youtube can't think of their name shane and somebody um i think they used to work for buzzfeed and then they left. oh right, right yeah shane and ryan or ryan something. yeah yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do like their own little like ghost hunting thing and that's pretty yes. fun too because it's like Ryan's such a fucking wimp and Shane yes. is like doesn't believe in any of this shit and like Ryan is like he strongly believes it. Mm -hmm. um so the, the, like if you if you're also into like that type of thing uh that whatever I don't remember what it's called but I used to really like his uh conspiracy theory videos too yeah um but I think they left and they started their own channel now yeah. now they're doing their own thing but I think they're still ghost hunting so uh that's another recommendation <laughs> there you go yeah too. booyah baby Wow, we've made it out of Halloween. I guess so. Zach, or what movie are we doing next? So, is this a non-horror film, or are you gonna are you gonna like? I'm I'm sliding lightly us, get us out of Halloween. I'm slipping us out slowly. Good. Um, so this was one that was on my list for like 31 days of horror movies that I was watching. However, it's billed as a horror movie, but it's not really a horror movie. Like <laughs> I did like there's like an element or two that is like ah, this is like. I guess horror, but more so it's like this slow burn, like drama filled story um, that I think if nothing else, you'll like for it. Uh, and the reason that it caught my attention was it kind of had like this witch feeling to it. Ooh. So the movie is called You Won't Be Alone. Okay. Uh, it came out this year. Cool. Um, I'm not going to say anything else. I yeah, think, leave it. I think this is one that you'll actually like for the fact of like how slow burn it is. Okay. You won't be alone. Mm -hmm. Came out in 2022. Yes. Um, all right. Thanks for that. Zachary, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>